1: and former South Alabama assistant, Alabama staffer, and Ole Miss recruiting coordinator Tyler Siski for an hour of football and fun. Listen and enjoy as they talk ball, the national landscape, and much, much more. Now, here's your host, in the Clark Ford Studios, Neil McCready.
2: Welcome to another edition of McCready and Siski, powered by Rain Total Body Fuel. I'm Neil McCready. Tyler Siski here with me as well in the Clark Ford Studios. We'll be with you for the next, I don't know, hour 15, hour 20. We don't know. We don't, we don't have a
3: deadline. Yeah. You got 45 minutes before I get juiced, though.
2: <laughs> we are uh, brought to you, as always, by Rain Total Body Fuel. 300 milligrams of natural caffeine, BCAAs, electrolytes, zero sugar. It's got what you need to push the limits, achieve your goals. Check them out on Instagram at Rain Body Fuel to learn more. They're also on Twitter, so uh, give them a follow. Hit yeah. that, hit hit the uh, hit the
3: message thing. Tell them you appreciate it. And I sent Bob a picture. I stopped by um, a gas station that's not your sponsor, so I don't want to go out there and uh, completely sold out. Is that right? Six racks, dead empty of rain. So I sent the picture to Bob. He was all fired up because I had this this gas station is on the way home. Um, and so I had sent Bob a picture of it. I think it was last Friday or Saturday. They filled it back up Monday, and it was already sold out again. How about that? Yeah. All right. I, I, I've got to see
2: something here because we're going to talk about rain for a minute. And I've heard rumors about
3: different flavors. Are you just going to ask about the jalapeno strawberry? I am. It has been discontinued. I've been meaning to tell you that. I talked to uh, Bob and asked Bob about it. He said there will still be some out there, um, you know, floating or whatever, but uh, it has been discontinued. All right, so we've got – I'm on their site right now. Oh, yeah, they got some stuff.
2: Rainbow sherbet. You've had that. Had that. Lilicchio lychee?
3: Is, is that the uh, thermogenic line? Is a white can?
2: No, black can. White gummy bear. I've had that. Yep. Melon mania. Yep. Carnival candy.
3: Yeah, I haven't. I haven't had that one.
2: It sounds me. interesting. I don't
3: think I've had that one.
2: Mangomatic, which I am assuming is it's really mango. good.
3: I've had it. Um, it's been a while, but I've had it. Sour
2: apple, which sounds right up my alley. All I right, like. I so like those sour apple. Um, that's like a Jolly unicorn, Ranchers.
3: Dude. That's like a unicorn. It is unbelievable. Can't ever find it anywhere. And like you know, somebody said, "Can Bob it. send us some?" Yeah, I, I got it. We're working on it. Okay, we're, we're working on some other things too. But yeah, so, um, but yeah, he. Uh, it is really. It's like a unicorn, dude. It's so good, but you it can't ever find it. Anywhere. Amazing. I, I, I love that the Jolly Rancher. Yeah, you have to contest. order it on Amazon.
2: To, yeah, well, it's, you know, that might be about to happen here in a minute. <laughs> uh, Razzleberry. Uh, if my again. wife doesn't beat you to it, she likes Amazon. Dude, the Amazon. I mean. Amazon, you know, people buy stock in Amazon. Oh, yeah. Amazon bought stock in my house. They just deliver so much. My wife. Every time I look up, and when the girls are home from college, it's like, this is, what are,
3: why, where and why? (laughs) What are we doing? So, I got some, I got shit yesterday, so I I ordered, I'm sorry. So, we ordered, you just got to let them go today. Um, The, uh, I ordered four. uh New TVs for the uh, Buffalo Wild Wings. I sent you a text yeah. last night. I figured you are asleep, but the Buffalo Wild Wings will be ready to go in was, my house. I was deep into a bottle of wine. Yeah, I figured. So was, <laughs> I figured this much. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I left you alone after that. Um, it
2: was an excellent Italian red. It was fantastic. We're
3: getting the man cave set up for next week. So this yeah. weekend, we got man cave assembling, getting ready for fall, fired up. That's awesome. Yeah, work expense.
2: Uh, I got the orange dream sickle. The Cherry Limeade, which is fantastic.
3: All right, so he sent me. I need to find this my thread. He sent me the six best sellers. Um, cherry Limeade was number six, believe it or not. Really? Yeah. I thought S- that was good. Strawberry
2: Sublime, which I'm guessing is strawberry and lime. Yep. Sign me up. Sign you up. All right. Peach Fizz. I'm not a peach guy, but I'm, I know a lot of people are. Lemon HDZ.
3: Yeah, I've not had that one.
2: That's, that's interesting. I mean, they have the thermogenics, the true blue, the red dragon,
3: watermelon The war watermelon
2: warlord. Water, war is what war,
3: I'm rocking today. And uh, the,
2: the jalapeno strawberry, you're saying, has been discontinued.
3: Yeah, that's what he told me, I guess okay. it was last week or whenever we were talking.
2: All right, so there you go.
3: But yeah, no, that's good stuff, man.
2: Yeah, oh, that sounds good. All right, so uh, where do you want to start? You want to start playoffs? You want to start Rolovich or you want to start NCAA rules?
3: Hey, you pick it, boss, because. I'm just going to let everybody know. When We start getting on this Rolovich deal. I'm just going to sit back and eat my popcorn and watch you cut cut loose. Because I, I know you're going you're going to turn into me. I bet you outcuss me today.
2: I'm going to try not to.
3: This is this is for you cutting loose.
2: It's a it's a story that pisses me off,
3: honestly. Oh, I know. You're I, you, look. You're already starting to turn red a little bit. Yeah. Blood pressure.
2: Let, uh, let, let's let's start with the NCAA rules, <laughs> because. You've got a story that <coughs> we got some, a topic that once we get to with you, you might yeah. not be able to recover from. Yeah. And, I, and I'm there on Rolovich as well, just okay. on a completely different extreme. Uh, this
3: could be a really good podcast. then.
2: NCAA rules they're they're tabling the multiple transfer. The the people didn't the the being able to transfer twice or more yeah. without penalty. Which, duh.
3: This really frustrates me that we're even having a conversation about it. Like where I get pissed off is that I mean it, it failed immensely i don't know one person who voted for it but why why are we even voting for it like if you're in charge hey i got this you know what do you call a hand raised guy i got a hand raised guy like whose idea is this and why are you on this committee (laughs) i'm with you completely it it never made sense
2: now the the argument that people made was well a, a normal student can transfer and transfer and transfer i'm like yeah okay but they're not on scholarships they're not normal and 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 football players aren't normal and we've now <laughs> we've established that on in, on multiple levels we've established that they're not normal um but this is a good sign that this is and I've been waiting for this there there has to be market corrections right right and so when you when you just open the gates and go okay here's what we're going to do We probably need to compensate the players in some way. Okay, that's one. You know, a one-time no penalty transfer is not a bad idea. Okay, that's another. And, um, you know, we got a lot of different things happening. You know what, let's do it all at once. And so when you do that, you you have this completely unsettled deal, but eventually – With no rules, by the way. Yeah, and and eventually things start to settle because markets correct themselves – you see that in stock markets. Correct. You see it with politics. If you see
0: an, ex, an extreme
2: <laughs> an extreme move to the right, it's usually followed by a move to the left, which is followed by a move to the right, and eventually the hope is that the pendulum stops swinging so dramatically and things settle. That's the hope, right? right. And so that, that's the it's the hope here, and I think this is a good sign that, hey, this maybe this is a good sign that this thing is settling in, although I think it was Pete Thamel had a story out yesterday. I think you sent it to me as well. About college football breaking away and being governed, and de- well,
3: you hit the nail on the head. What you texted me back, I don't know. Did y'all talk about this this morning? I was preoccupied. Briefly, yeah. All right, so we were... They floated that to see what just what you texted me yesterday. Yes, it's a trial balloon. balloon yeah. yeah, I mean, they're floating that to say, Hey, what does everybody think about this? But I can go ahead and tell you, and I've been saying it from the jump. I'm actually a little bit excited. And if they're floating it out there, here you got me. I've been saying it for a year. What they're going to do, and I I'm, I'm think this is where we're going, they're going to have a commissioner of college football, and they're going to use the college football playoff committee as basically the organization that runs that. Does that make sense? Yeah. And so the, the commissioner of college football is basically going to be the top of the college football playoff committee. Needs to be done. And football needs to be governed differently than every, every other sport. No disrespect to any other sport, but it's just different. Until the Big Ten basketball starts getting eight billion dollar deals and and money, then you see what I'm saying. Like yeah. it, it, it's what money drives the ship. Let's go. Well, we saw that today. Uh, <laughs> what do you think the SEC is going to get?
2: Chase thinks they're going to get less. I think there's no chance they get less. There's no
3: chance in hell I think they're getting they, less than that. I
2: think they get at least that, and probably more than that.
3: I'm going to say they're going to make it an even ten, just for just to say they got an, an extra zero behind the comma. Even ten billion. Okay, but, the, but they're already making. That's the thing. Is like it's really not as like. Here's the thing. Is just going to basically. I think it works out to sixty something million. If I'm right on that. Yeah, it's about sixty-seven, 67. sixty-eight million
2: per right. per school per year.
3: And that's before the other stuff kicks in. Okay, that's before bowl games and right. all that stuff. So you're looking at.
2: It's a hundred-some-odd
3: million dollars. We're probably right at a hundred, I would guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. and then I'm it's sure why I, It's why I've been saying this about the ACC for a while now. And it, there's escalators in it as well, so it will grow a little bit. Um, yeah. But if that's going to happen, you're probably talking about the SEC. I bet you the SEC ends up with 120 to 130 uh, a year. The
2: uh, one thing I'm going to say, and this is not popular in this part of the country, is I do think there is a tendency where we live to downplay the popularity and the pull and the appeal of so many of those Big Ten schools.
3: I agree. Those are
2: massive, massive products.
3: Two observations from that. I know we didn't plan on talking about this, but two observations from that. I don't think they would have gotten that if they didn't have USC coming and they didn't have UCLA coming because now they have that market. Of course. Okay. Um, The next thing is Notre Dame looks that deal that they're trying to cut with NBC doesn't look so good anymore.
2: No, I the only way no we didn't prepare for this part, and so we'll move on in a minute, but Notre Dame's deal is how much do you value the um, what's the word i'm looking for the, the the novelty of being the one independent how much how much is that worth to you and when I say worth to you i mean yeah. in a in a spiritual in right. a in a ego tradition way yeah, yeah. not not money wise because and unless it's worth about thirty five to forty million dollars a year spiritually for you,
3: it's not worth it to stay independent. You need to join the league. Yeah. No, and it's how much of it is scheduling and how much of it is we don't have to play in a league every year, I don't know, but that you know, it's it looks like they're gonna be less they're gonna make less money by joining the NBC than they would the Big Ten. But I bet you behind closed doors, some of those quote unquote escalators are if Notre Dame joins or not.
2: Oh, for sure, and the fact that that's even kind of involved in the language yeah. makes me wonder if Notre Dame is giving an indication that they yeah, somebody's talking. Yeah,
3: somebody somebody that's got some got some stroke is talking.
2: We talked about this this morning, and we'll probably talk about it again tonight. So I'll, we'll, we'll go quick, quick, quick. I did sort of enjoy the uh, CBS tweet today.
3: I didn't see. I saw a <laughs> tweet. I don't know who tweeted what, but I saw a. Uh, and I, I imagine this wasn't CBS, but somebody put the music yeah, well, to like all CBS the, did to all the Big Ten uh, C- follies, or was it? No, 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 no. The no. video I saw was like yeah. all the Big Ten making bad plays.
2: No, the the video that CBS put out was just kind of a celebrating the traditions and colors and stuff of the yeah, of the big bad idea and this it was area, da, 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 da. <laughs> and they got two more years and i mean it's oh, that's right this is this is the someone wrote this i'm not taking credit for it somebody else put this out there i think it was andy staples this is this is the divorced couple <laughs> that they're gonna live in the <laughs> same house man. for two more
3: years yeah man i and it's i this, don't it's not going to go well i don't know how i'm gonna respond i really don't I don't know how I'm gonna respond. I mean that's what I've grown up with my whole life. Of course. Like mean, literally my whole life.
2: Well it's a song that as soon as you hear it, everybody knows Oh SEC Game of the Week. Here we yeah, go. Yeah, Two thirty. Yeah. I mean like Oh, it's 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 L S U in Florida. Dun, 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 dun. I mean you you, you you know that's the lead in to Georgia, Florida, the lead into Auburn, Alabama. It's the it's you know, when, when Ole Miss played LSU in the big game here, um when Ole Miss played Alabama in the game yeah. that they won, it was the Vern Lundquist, you know, Gary Danielson game, two thirty in the afternoon. And when that song comes on, I mean, the hair stands up on your arms because so, you know this is going to yeah. be decent chance. This is going to be a
3: humdinger, if you will. And I don't mean to be. I mean, people are probably going to think I'm crazy. Which, if you don't know I'm crazy by now, there's you got issues. It's your it's your fault. Um, but as a coach, one of my goals, like one of the things that I knew, like okay. I'm on the right track here, is I always wanted to coach in a 230 SEC game. And so the first time I got a chance to do that, I'll never forget it. Sure. Um First time I got to, to coach in a game was uh here. We played at Georgia. Because um, that night was the Alabama LSU. That was their mm-hmm. their late game. And uh just one of the coolest. I mean, like, I was like, man. We, You've we, arrived. Hey, hey Mom, we've made it. Yeah. You know that. And uh the other t- – <laughs> Ironically, the other one was winning SEC title, so I got to do both. So, you know, it was was fun. So one of my career's objectives was accomplished here in Oxford, believe it or not. Oh, I believe it. Portal window forty five and fifteen for football sixty for spring. What's that? What does that yeah. mean? Yeah, so it's going to give a little bit of life back to coaches a little bit. So what's going to happen is after football season starts, after the championship game, and and they have wording in there that there's going to be some uh, grace for those that are participating in championship games. But basically, you're going to have forty five days at the end of the football season to declare you're going you're transferring, and then after that, um, there's going to be a, a, an additional. 15 days in the spring, okay? So after spring practice, there's going to be an additional 15 days that you can transfer. But if you transfer outside of that window, you're going to be ineligible. So it's basically, it's cutting down the transfer portal window uh, into 60 days in two different segments. Uh, Now the spring sports like baseball, following the championship, they have 60 days. And if you transfer outside that window, you're going to be ineligible. Now, let's not all think things are going to be snow clouds, bunny rabbits, and my little ponies. Okay, because as... Wait, Snow Clouds what? Snow Clouds, Bunny Rabbits, uh, okay. and My Little Ponies. Okay, All right? got it. If you're if a that, child, that is a new one. If you grew up in the 80s or 90s, you know what that means. If you didn't, I feel sorry for you. Well, I grew up... I knew about, You know, I'm just saying if somebody do not listen, doesn't know what that I means. I knew
2: My Little Pony. Yeah. I still can sing the song. I'm not going to, but I could. I can do it in my head. You cannot. Not the whole word, but I know the, <laughs> I know the tune. <laughs>
3: I wouldn't admit that. I'm putting a public, uh, public forum. I do I, I long surrendered my <laughs> man card. I mean, it's, it's taken. No, but so, but here's, you know, every, every decision that you make, and this is a good, this is one of the most valuable lessons I learned as an adult. Yeah. Every decision you make has consequences, good decisions and bad decisions. Sure. People hear the word consequence and they think automatically bad, but when you make good decisions, there's consequences to those too. When the, When you start when you restrict that portal window down to forty five days, you know what's gonna happen? The tampering is going to crank up. But it's it's already super cranked up. It's going to be but now it's like, hey, okay, now you're in next week. Now it's over. It's it started and it's over before. You're gonna have tampering going on basically the whole season. Sure. And so you're basically gonna be recruiting instead of calling a guy up and saying, Hey, you want to transfer? He says yes. He goes in the portal the next day and he comes to your place and it's over. You're going to be tampering the whole freaking time. And so now if I'm if uh, – let's just say this. I'm not doing this. I haven't heard anybody doing this. But if I was running a recruiting department, <laughs> all right, it's all legal. Yeah. Can't prove anything. But if I was running a recruiting department and I really like little Johnny and, and little Johnny is at – give me a school. Let's say he's at Monroe. We like using Monroe all the time. All right, ULM. He's at Monroe, and he went to Zachary High School in Louisiana. Okay. All right? I'm not recruiting anybody from Zachary High School. All right? But I like little Johnny. I'm going to go down, check out, see how Zachary's doing, and may go take the coach to lunch. What's going on with little Johnny? And I'm going to start working the back channels through the recruiting process where it looks like I'm going to recruit somebody else. I'm worried about the guy that's at Monroe. This is going to be an extended – extended tampering period. You're going to start seeing truly rec- truly recruiting tampering, I guess you could say. I don't know. That's what I would do. All right, let's jump into your playoff. You, mean, you want me to start and let you poke holes in it?
2: Yeah, I'm, I'm looking at a lot of it, and honestly, there's not a lot of holes to poke. There's a couple of things I don't like about your plan, okay. but we'll get there. Go
3: ahead. So got- no, I
2: want you to. I want you to. Let's debate this thing. Okay. Well, yeah, it'd be a lot more interesting if I debated than if I went.
3: Oh, that's great! Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah, yeah sure. <laughs>
3: that's how it works. And I want the fan because they've been like drill. They've been talking about playoffs in the, in the in the chat for like five minutes now, so they're ready to go. All right, here we All go. All right, so here we go. So, I have been a proponent from day one. From the second it even came up, I've been a proponent of a sixteen team playoff. Okay, as opposed to the first thing that everybody was talking about was twelve. Right. Right. All right. So
2: here well, first we're, they talked about eight, and then then we talked about twelve. I was always for twelve more than eight. But I will tell you that, I, like
3: you, I've always thought 16 just made sense. Yeah. So, back 100 years ago, we had this thing called FCS and 1AA. We actually called it 1AA. You started, we had 16-team playoffs. Now it's grown and got bigger, all that stuff. But here's your 16-team playoff, all right? Okay. It's your 10 conferences. I'm talking about from Sunbelt to MAC to SEC. Your 10 champions. So, this – what
2: are the ten leagues? I mean, okay,
3: you got the you got the SEC, SEC,
2: Big Twelve, Big, Big Twelve, 10, Big Ten, Pac twelve, ACC. Okay, the Power All Five. Right?
3: Then you got the SEC. You already said SEC. I mean the uh, Sunbelt, Belt, excuse Sun, me, Sunbelt. Sun Belt Conference USA, the American, the MAC, and, and, the, and Mountain the Mountain West. West. Okay, okay. So that's ten. Ten of your sixteen teams, right there, and, there, and immediately as soon as you say that, everybody goes, "Oh shit, here oh we go." But hear me out. I'm listening. Then you have six additional spots. Right. All right? Okay. You take those six teams are picked by the college football playoff committee. Okay. Okay, they're picking four. So you're picking, you got those 10 have been eliminated from your possible pool. Okay. All right, so if you go back and look, before everybody starts talking about team selection, when you go back and look at last year's final rankings in the college football playoff, you would have to get all the way down to the number 13 team in America before somebody was left out. I mean, so the top 12 teams, which is everybody's wanting a 12-team playoff, right? Well, the top 12 teams are in the playoff because those champions, the Power 5 champions, and a lot of times the American champion, because sometimes they call it the Power 6, they're going to be in the top 12. Right, right, right. All right, so you're getting basically the top 12 teams in Plus your Sun belt champ, plus your, you know, Mountain West, whatever, right? And so the whole thing is like from 12 games to 16 games. Well, the first, the first thing that everybody talks about is, well, it's the health of the players. Well, in a 12-team playoff, you've got to play four games. In a 16-team playoff, you play four yeah, games. It, it, I, look, I grew up in
2: Ruston when, when Louisiana Tech was a one double A team. And they played playoffs. And they played multiple games. And it was fine. I don't, that that part to me, and especially now, because the knock used to be, well, you can't do that, man, because the kids aren't getting paid. Well, they're getting paid now. Yeah. <laughs> so, that's not an argument anymore, right? And it stands to reason that, look, players can cut, ask me how I know, players can cut NIL deals, like, on a one-off. Yeah. Okay? Turn your mic to you a little bit. Yeah, you got Check, hit check. It. That's better. Um. <clears throat> so... It stands to reason that the teams, let's say the eight teams that went to the quarterfinals, right? That those guys, all they have to do is tell their SIDs, "Look, I'll do the day of media thing that I have to do. Any other media, I got to get compensated."
0: That so, is
2: correct. So at that point, right? You know the 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 quarterback at Iowa, Dan Patrick wants him on the show. It's a fee, correct. Maybe they'll pay it. Maybe they won't. Then you don't do the interview. Ask me how I know. about how these <laughs> things are working.
3: Hey, how do you? I wonder how, no, I'm just kidding. I um, yeah. Um, so no, I'm I'm cool. I'm cool with the. I'm cool
2: with that so far. I, look, I'm not nuts about the Mountain West and champ right. and the Sun Belt let champ. Me, and, can I convince you? Yeah, let me finish. Real quick, right. and Then you can But I don't have. I don't have a major issue with it. The, the one thing that you're going to get people that would, in, in this scenario, people would fight about. Yep. And look, there's you know this. We do 68 teams with the NCAA tournament. 68 teams. Because 64 wasn't enough. But you could do 72. You could do 76, and people are still going to bitch about it. It's, that's, Correct. Just, that's just the nature. And it's fine. I'm cool with that. It's debate. It's just sports. It doesn't really matter. It's fine, right? It's cool. So you're going to have people go, those are not the 16 best teams. Uh, Louisiana Lafayette could not beat Ole Miss. Um, Colorado State, I'm still throwing out a – Utah State could not beat
3: um, Auburn. Correct. Okay, cool. And and, and you know what? They're probably right. Probably right. But – St. Peter's can't beat Kentucky either.
2: Touche. But that would be the fun of it. The fun of it would be, I'm using Utah State. Let's say Utah State's the 15 seed. Mm-hmm. They go play two seed Ohio State. So for those kids, this game at Ohio State is the highlight of, of their, their athlete, athletic yeah. lives. And if they lose, nobody thought they'd win. Right. And if they win, it's the Al Michaels, can you believe in miracles thing. It's the biggest upset in the history of blah, blah, blah. And would people watch? Yes. They'd absolutely watch. Bingo. They'd absolutely watch. They'd watch for that. Would a lot of the games be blowouts? Yeah, but hey, we watched Alabama-Cincinnati. Well, that's where I was going. We're four now, and a lot of the four, the semifinals are blowouts. Georgia blew out Michigan. Michigan, Alabama blew out Cincinnati. It didn't come across like a blowout, but if you watched it, there was never a moment that you went, you know what, Cincinnati might win. You never yeah. thought that.
3: So we're already there. All right. So here. Go ahead. All right. Here's I'm going to convince you. You're going to go team fun Belt. I'm going, I'm, I'm the I'm the group of five uh man standing on the pole right here. Here we go. I probably shouldn't have said that. <laughs> <laughs> well you've already said I'm balls already are said, in the air yeah, so. balls in the air. Here we go. It's all about money these days, right? <clears throat> and so what we're doing is we're with the NIL and everything else and all these big TV deals, we're creating the have and the have-nots. All Good. right. So Good. for the betterment, I'm going to be the college football commissioner here. I'm not a fan of anyone. I'm a fan of the game. In order to create a better game, you put those teams in. Now, these Tuesday night matching games mean something. Okay, and so you're going to have people tuning in. That is true. To watch these games. That what happens true. when people tune into those games? What happens to the money? Uh, it goes up. because The revenue ratings. goes up. Well, right.
2: People also would get exposed. More more casual fans would get exposed to what you and I were talking about a little while ago, which is some of the, I say a little while ago, we two shows ago or whatever. He's <laughs> starting to lose track. Yeah, well, yeah. You know, I do four podcasts on Thursday. Yeah, they all just machine. run together after a minute. You're a machine. Um But you're right. Like, we were talking about the Sun Belt. Yeah. And if you – I very frequently, the last two years, it's one of the things I will miss about going back to games in person, is I would put – no one else can see this. You can. Right. I would put a – a lot of times a game like a Sun Belt game on this computer right here. And ULM, when they beat Liberty last season – I had that game right here, and for a little while, I was just kind of like half watching it. And after a while, I'm like, "There's SEC games here, and a Big Twelve game here," and I'm like, "Right here." It was awesome. It yeah. was great, right? It was it was good TV, was good theater. It was it was great theater. I mean, obviously, I had a rooting interest because I, I went to ULM and all that stuff. But my point is, is that in a in a scenario where, like you're talking about, look, that would have been a, for Liberty a disqualifying loss. Right. Yeah. So people would have actually tuned
3: in more and you're right. I mean, people would watch Think about this. You're a big basketball guy, right? Yeah. All right. So you know like when they have the the week before the SEC tournament starts, you're actually in here. What games are you watching on Tuesday night? The bubble games. And you're watching the tournaments of some random yeah, team. Yeah, because those are the teams that are getting because in. Because they may get in. Yeah, sure. So you're going to, the attention and what's going on the the betterment of the game. People are going to start watching it just like cuz people love playoffs. I mean like How much money does ESPN make over the course of a year during basketball season talking about Bubble Watch?
2: Well, it's frankly, it's the only storyline they have. Yeah, for like months, right? Because it used to be the players. First four in, first four out. And now it's a little bit, you know, you have some like, look, there will be some elite basketball players on college campuses. There will be some, you know, NBA draft guys, but... Yeah, so you know, a lot of times the people that are big college basketball fans are not big NBA fans, and so it doesn't cross over. I'm one of them. Yeah, and so you know, like what drew interest for me last year, if Auburn were playing, right, and I wanted to watch Jabari Smith, well, I wanted to watch Jabari Smith because I'm, I'm, you know, the team, the you team, team that, the Thunder, get it. the team that I follow had a really good chance of having a pick in that range, and it turns out I was right. You yeah. know, the three guys that I was really watching last season, well, actually four guys, I was watching Jaden Ivy at at uh, Purdue. And I was watching Keegan Murray at Iowa, and I was watching Jabari Smith at Auburn, and and uh, Chet Holmgren at at Gonzaga, and uh, the kid at Duke, uh, whose name escapes me, who went number one, who's probably, uh, Paulo Boncaro. He was probably the best player in the country last year. You know, this season coming up, God, I'm going to get hit with this. I will be watching a lot of Arkansas. They've got three lottery picks. No. I know, I know. And I'll put my hat on. Can I say
3: something real quick? Why? You, How much money do you spend there?
2: I really don't want to talk about well, that. Well, I would
3: tell everybody to kiss my ass if I were you. <laughs> Who cares?
2: No, it, you know, not to get on the subject. Well, the, I know, but don't. I wouldn't apologize. The people that get on me about it, I'm always like, well, do you kind of keep up? Yeah, don't, don't apologize. But anyway, right? I will watch them a lot this year because they have three lottery picks yeah. on their team. You know, but the point is, is that most people college football is different. Most college football fans also like the NFL. Oh yeah, and I don't think basketball is that way. People who yeah. really like the NBA typically don't watch any college basketball because the product is so different. Yes,
3: completely. Yeah,
2: and so you know, but like the, the high level college football. And the NFL – I mean, look, the NFL is a superior product because all the players are better. But the games don't look
3: – Games com- are completely different now.
2: Yeah. But the games, you can you can project, right, a little bit more than you can. Because sometimes you can watch a Jabari Smith at Auburn playing against Ole Miss, for example, and it looks nothing like what Jabari Smith will look like in a Rockets uniform playing in an NBA style. Like, it just <laughs> – you can see. Oh, He can jump. He can run. He, he's fluid. I like his jumper, but I have no idea how his game would translate because the games are so completely different—different different shot clocks, different everything. Um. Anyway, to, so to your point, yeah, I agree. I think it actually would it would enhance the exposure of some of those leagues that now we don't really keep up with because they're irrelevant the, from a from a national standpoint. The
3: only you'll see. You may tell you when they're going to be relevant. They're going to be relevant in two times a year. Okay, and and fortunate enough, I've been a part of both of them. They're going to be relevant at the beginning of the year because there's going to be a group of five this year that goes on the road week one or week two and beats a power five team they're not supposed to. Happens every year. And everybody's going to be the big story of the day. It's going to be Appalachian State beating Michigan. Sure. It's going Mm -hmm. to be ULL beating Iowa State. Whatever it is, right? Right. And then they're going to be relevant in bowl season when you haven't had football in about two weeks. And you're watching the the New Orleans Bowl ULL versus Colorado State, and you're betting on
2: it. Yeah, you've got Colorado State plus eight and a half, and it's a Christmas party that you'd rather not be at. And um, and you start drinking. And yeah, you're
3: four of those. Go to the man cave and say that you got to watch this because you're going to talk about it on a podcast.
2: Yeah, you tried the eggnog, and you're like, it it still sucks. Yeah, yeah. and so
3: yeah, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but here, but here, all right. So hear me out. But you, that's a good segue. All right, so here's going to be. The argument I actually saw somebody say something that here is like, okay, now if you go to sixteen games or sixteen team playoff, you need fifteen games to determine where are those games held. Because we got the whole reason a playoff hasn't occurred yet is because these bowl people are are very lucrative business people. Yeah, that, that are connected. See, I'm, I'm, I, I'm. So I mean, you have a little bit opposite opinion on this, but I'm okay with what you're. Yeah. I'll go mine, you go yours, yeah. and that But I'm actually. I can't really debate yours. I'm actually okay with it. Yeah. I just want the damn thing to happen. <laughs> I don't care. I'll I'll sacrifice. But let's say let's say you need 15 games, right? So obviously you have the national championship games in the neutral site, which has been forever now. Okay, they moving around Indianapolis, San Francisco, L.A., wherever, right? Colorado, sure. All right. But then you take your bowl games. All right. So your semifinals roll with a big, big uh, New Year Six, uh, Cotton, side, peach. Cotton Peach, all that sure, stuff. Sure. And then you rotate that. But you go all the way down to where it's the. Uh, Outback, ho- Outback, whoever. There's, there's 15 bowls. Sun pick Bowl, pick em. Sure. All right. Okay. You don't think, let's say the Independence Bowl. You don't think the Independence Bowl, instead of having uh, a six and six Alabama versus a six and six Iowa State, would re- would like to have an Ole Miss versus Baylor first round playoff game? They would. All right. So, and the money that would be driven, right? Yeah. Okay. Now I'm, I'm not done. I know. I'm still tying in the bowl games. So. I know. All right, so now let's go all the way down to the Arizona Bowl. Instead of having South Alabama versus Air Force on December the thirtieth, and it's streaming on your local <laughs> your local YouTube channel, it what's on ESPN because right.
2: they just need programming. Sure.
3: Hey, right, now you got a ten and three or a ten and three Oklahoma that lost in the deal to a, a ten and three Utah in the Arizona Bowl. You don't think the Arizona Bowl would like to have that game? They would, and it wouldn't be more money than they've been making.
2: It would be. Here's here's my thoughts on the, this part. The first round game should be on campus sites. It's a it's it's cool for the sport. Uh, it would be huge games on those campuses. You'd get huge crowds. You're not asking the fans to travel an extra week. Um. And I think for a TV, it'd be better.
3: Yeah, I'm not going if – you, if you say we can do the 16-team playoff, I would concede and sign, it, sign.
2: And then here's the other part. Like, like people do the bowl thing. I would say that the eight teams that lose in the first round, if they want to, can go play in a bowl game. The bowl games, look, the, the pick a bowl, pick a, Arizona bowl. Okay. The Arizona bowl is meaningless to everybody except for the two teams that play in it. 100%. In this case, it would still be meaningless to everybody except for the two teams that play in it. And if the seniors and stuff don't want to play, then it's cool. Let the younger kids play. Or you can just go, hey, that was our bowl game, and we're cool with
3: it. Whatever. It doesn't matter. My second argument with you is not an argument, it's agreeing with you. I guess my second agreement with you is bowl games are a joke now. Total. And, and here's why they're a joke. A total joke. And this is why this needs to happen. is because players are opting out if they're playing in meaningless games. It's become a thing now. Of course. And I'm talking about there are dudes opting out of bowl games that have no chance I know. of playing in the well, NFL. Well, look at the corral debate
2: last year when Matt said, I'm going
3: to play. Oh, people are like, oh, my gosh, I can't believe you're playing.
2: And then, he, you know, and then the injury happened, and thank goodness it wasn't serious. But the injury happened, and people were like, see?
3: Yeah, of course. I mean, yeah. Right. I mean, but, I mean, it's a kid's decision. Uh, yeah, Christian McCaffrey opted, He was the first one. That he opted started. out of the Sun Bowl. And at first, people were like, I can't believe. And then they're like, I get it. It was the start of a trend. Of course. It hasn't stopped.
2: Um if you're going to be a top 5 pick and your team's going to play in the in the Sun Bowl I mean I get it man you want to play for your team you want to play for your guys you want to do all that but somebody at some point I'm, my hand raised guy goes yeah but here but Johnny
3: you're 100% accurate
2: the Johnny it's 30 million dollars you just can't
3: if it was my kid hell if I was coaching the kid I know I would tell him Hey, let's, let's sit this one out. That's exactly what you do. If I was the player, though, I know. I'd know i play. Right. But what, that's what happens. Frankly,
2: is that, it's not the kid wussing out of a game. It's, there's some time, and the kid at this point has an agent, okay? And he's got parents, and he's got people,
0: and these people are all around him going, you just... We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed.
2: Do you understand how much money this is? And when the adrenaline wears off, and they get a chance to think about it, they go, "It's it's too much money. It's too oh, yeah. to play a meaningless game."
3: I, mean, I wouldn't say top five pick. I'd say if you're a top two round pick, because remember the second, you know, the top two rounds are guaranteed money. Yeah, and
2: but but yeah. if you're playing for a championship, it's a different thing.
3: Yeah, if you're playing for a championship, you're playing. Nobody even nobody's talks gonna, about nobody's it. Nobody's going to opt out right. of a championship.
2: Game. And so this creates more championship level games. And the other thing it does is it takes. I use the. It's, it's a great example because it was a great game in Oxford last year. There was a gazillion people and in the Grove and all that stuff. Ole Miss and Texas A and M. If you think about it, I, mean, I don't want to upset anybody that's an A and M fan or an Ole Miss fan, but the game didn't really mean much. Oh, that game But if if you have a sixteen team playoff, that's a that's a monster game. It is a huge game. Yeah. I mean, it is a game, and people watched it, and it was still cool, and Ole Miss, people got excited, and as you should have, and all that stuff. But it would have had a far more meaning had you had a 12 team playoff. A Instead of a playoff. regional
3: game, it's a national game. Yeah.
2: And as, it, I, and as it was, it was kind of a national game, but it was just more for the fun of it. More for the God, the Grove's incredible. Look at all the people, and oh, Lane Kiffin, and, and right. Yeah. All that stuff. Instead, it would have been like, hey, man, the winner of this game's got a shot to get a top eight seed. The winner of this game's got a chance to host a first-round game. The winner of this g- – well, that's a far more interesting yeah. than, hey, you know, this this would be cool because the winner of this game's got an inside track to the Sugar Bowl, and someone goes, what's the Sugar Bowl mean? I mean, not much. What does the Sugar Bowl mean? I mean, it means a lot to the teams that are playing in it. It
3: means a lot to the fans. It it does, a, but the but people the fans, inside the building, right. they don't. Give but it a
2: means shit. a lot to the fans. It means a lot to the teams that are playing in. It. And I'm not saying that's insignificant. It is absolutely significant. Yeah. But the guy sitting at back, back in Dubuque, right. It's just the game on on New Year's Eve night, man. He's like, it's eight o'clock. I've been drinking all day. I'll turn it on. But it's not. <laughs> it's not. Hey, the winner of this, the winner of this Ole Miss Baylor game is going to play Alabama next week.
3: Yeah. Well, now it's totally different. I mean, it's – I think it's for the betterment of the game. And we've done – and then when the revenue goes up, now you start getting checks going to the Sun Belt, okay? Now you start getting checks going to Utah State. Now you start getting checks going. And so my – and I'm going to complete this whole deal. is like for the betterment of the game. Now we talk about, like you were just saying a second ago, it's like, oh, is ULL ever going to beat Alabama? No. But you know what happens when ULL starts going to the college football playoff every year? They're more attractive to kids. More attractive to kids. and In the world we live in now, what else are they more attractive to? Other conferences. Yeah. And so you have an opportunity to boost your entire university and bring people up. Now, if you want, like, you wouldn't want UCF in a, in a playoff. You wouldn't want to be matching up with those guys. You know, Cincinnati won the American. You wouldn't want to be matching up with those guys in the first round, unless you're Alabama. And then here's the other thing. It's a, four, a four-round playoff. Things can happen. And two games, I mean, or really in a one-game setting, you're giving you're going to give Nick Saban and Kirby Smart and those guys four weeks to prepare for one game. You're going to get the same guys over and over again in the championship game. Yeah. Uh, you know, Ohio State, well, we say the other day it was three teams. We felt that, I mean. That's it. You know, and you get, it just, I think it creates more parity. I think I it's what of I offer for you. If I
2: offer you a betting deal of, hey, you can have Alabama and either Georgia or Ohio State pick one or the other, or the field. You're gonna take the Alabama. Yeah. <laughs> you're gonna take Alabama, Ohio State, or Alabama, Georgia. That's what yeah. you're gonna do. Yeah. That well, that's one. not. Yeah. It, that's fl- hundred and twenty-seven teams so, versus three. So the flip side of that, if I offered you, who's your favorite in the NFC? My favorite in the NFC. I mean, we'll do a, we'll do a pro show at another time. But give me give me, um, me. If I told you you had to pick one team to win the NFC, who would you pick? Tampa Bay. Okay, so if I offer you, but if I offer you the Bills and the Bucks or the Field. You're taking the field. A hundred out of a hundred times. You're like, okay, I get Cincinnati, I get Kansas City, I get New Orleans, I get I get all these yeah, you're in, right? Oh yeah. Well that's the difference between the two sports right now. Yep. One one sport is driven by parity, and the other sport is driven by complete lack of parity.
3: And the crazy thing is is coaches want parity. Even the ones that are at schools that everybody thinks so they, the schools at the big schools just don't want parity, Well they want it too. It's best for their sport. It's best for their sport. Yeah. And it's kind of like, you know, I will give him credit. Everybody, Some people think it's just uh, coach speak. Nick truly wants parity in the sport because I think he has bigger aspirations of going to Dallas in the college football playoff committee and being the commissioner. That's going to be my hot take of the day. Oh. Not breaking news. That's completely, I don't know anything. I'm just telling you.
2: So anybody aggregating? Tyler Siski just said that Nick Saban's going to win the national championship yeah, this year. It, tweet it. And then leave to be the um, commissioner of college
3: football. That's I'm I'm telling you that's what's going to happen.
2: So I would be for the first eight games being on campus, and then you get to the final eight, and then you play four quarterfinal games at bowl sites, which would be the it would end up being the biggest day in college football. 11. Four, you would put start on the. I've been saying this for a long time. Start on the East Coast. Start with the Orange or whatever. Play one in the Central Time Zone. Play one in Arizona or Las Vegas, and then play one at the Rose Bowl. Boom, boom, boom. Let's boom. go. Quarterfinals. People, be the biggest day. It would be the college football mecca day. And here's the thing, you'd still have all the other bowl games. Yeah. You'd yeah. still sprinkle in the Tuesday what's what's the game in Mobile called now?
3: Oh, uh, it used to be the Godaddy Bowl. GMAC Godaddy yeah, yeah, or something. Whatever. The Rocket game in Mortgage. the game
2: in in uh, Birmingham, the Birmingham Bowl. You still bowl. have the Birmingham Bowl. The BBVA Compass Bowl. <laughs> you'd still get, you know, the 7 and 5 South Carolina against whatever. You still get that game. That game's not going away. You still play it and the game means every bit as much as it meant before, which is nothing. <laughs> And but people watch it because why? It's football. It's December, and it's like, what else are you going to watch? You still get those games. You still get the Texas Bowl in Houston. You still get the game in Vegas. Yeah.
3: You still get. You still get. See, the I games. think the Vegas game should be one of the. If we did. Well, the bowl it probably games. it
2: probably would be. Yeah. But you understand what? You still get the Music City Bowl. You still get those games. It's cool. You get the other game in New Orleans, the R and L Carriers whatever game. You yeah. still get those games, people, and the people who are going to watch those games are still going to watch those games.
3: Yeah. Somebody said you guys haven't addressed conference championships though. I think you still have them, okay? Because that's how you get into the game. And so when it would affect seeding. yeah. Well, I'm talking about you. You have them, like all right. So well, Oklahoma, you're sitting there at 15 or 14, and you you can't bitch because you're not in the playoff because you had a chance to win it the week right, before and you right. lost to Baylor.
2: But like last season, the SEC championship game was only meaningful for one team.
3: Correct. Yeah, but so,
2: my it's argument, not gonna
3: be that every year though. Right. And my argument would
2: be okay. And but like let's say it was let's say it's one loss Alabama and no loss Georgia in the championship game again, just for kicks and giggles. Yeah. Yeah, Alabama, are they getting into the playoff with two losses? Yes. But they're not getting a home game. No. Not getting a home game.
3: No, you're you're gonna go on the road and, and so, <laughs> you don't want to play. And so play is it is road. it
2: meaningless for Georgia? Sure. Is Georgia gonna try to win the SEC championship game? Of course. Kirby wants that trophy in his – he wants that line on his resume. He wants that trophy in Athens. But the tradeoff for that is that suddenly
3: the whole country is watching the Mountain West Championship. We had another one in here that, of course, we're, we're going to have all the debate in here. 16 games is too many. You may be right. You may be wrong. They're playing 15 now. I mean, they're playing 15 now with 16 teams. So you go back to the FCS model. Well, I think he's saying 16 yeah, teams is to too many. You go to the FCS model. Right. Okay. And you play 11 regular season games instead of 12. That's what the FCS does.
2: Again, the players are getting paid now. I'm yeah, let's I'm, go. Not, I'm, I'm off that.
3: And there's too many. I mean, figure it out. I'm not going to let one more game, like, I'm not man God, We can't let them play one more regular season game or we can't let them play one more football game. Determine. Man, it's is driven by money, man. Sure it is. This is a multi-billion-dollar decision. Well, that's been proven now. Right. Yeah. Right? Look at the I mean, the contract today with the do Big you know Ten. how big the play – like if ESPN – how about this? The playoff committee goes this. I mean, I'll ask you this. College football playoff committee. They say, we're going to have a 16-team tournament, and we're going to bid this whole tournament out to networks. You get every game. How much money are they getting? Oh, I mean, I, I, Just for those 15 games.
2: Well, I think the smarter move would be to do what – the big ten did have multiple media partners. Yeah, whatever. The but how much does. money they get for fifteen games? A, a ton. I mean no, I, I bet I, they get I, I don't know the number. I mean
3: it's insane. I mean we're talking about insane amount of money.
2: Yeah, I mean too much money for you. For, I mean I,
3: too I'd, much I'd, money to be worried about one football game. I'd
2: have to talk to people about it. Yeah, sure. Um yeah I think you would do multimedia multiple media partners.
3: I mean they're not forty year old guys out there playing either. But you'd make them anti up and so no it'd be look it'd be legit.
2: I'm passionate about it if you can't tell. Well, I mean, I think it would be, I think it would enhance the sport because sometimes, like you know, look, if you're covering a seven and four, and
3: seven and four teams would still be meaningless. But now, an SEC team, once they lose twice, they're meaningless now. You and, know, and, and and I know this is going to be probably popular with some of your people. <laughs> if you're six and six, your ass doesn't belong in a bowl game. Right. That's my opinion. Well, I don't, and I've but, been on plenty of six and six teams. You don't belong. That's not a successful season. All right, you, but the, you do but, but this we're to not, win.
2: But we're not getting rid of those games. But we're I, still having those I think games. they should. But ESPN would, would, ESPN would go, no, no, you don't understand, Tyler. We've got to put something on the screen.
3: Yeah, they make money. So it's fine. But that's my opinion. Buy you a cup of coffee the next time you drive through Anniston, Alabama. Or you could buy a rain. 300, a rain.
2: 300 milligrams of natural caffeine, BCAAs, electrolytes, zero sugar. It's got what you need to push the limits and achieve your goals. Check them out on Instagram at RainBodyFuel to learn more. Uh, Walk-On's Sports Bistro will be joining us as an advertiser September 1, so uh, welcome to them.
3: How about that? How about that? I'm a big fan, by the way. I know you are. Like, crush it. I single-handedly, I I think, uh, pay for people's salary eating there. I love it.
2: So next time you're in uh, Oxford, stop by Walk-On's. Grab a, grab you a, a lunch or a dinner, a beer, appetizer, all of the above. Madison, uh, Mississippi as well. And uh, tell the people there that you
3: appreciate them sponsoring McCrady and Sisky. I forgot to tell you this. I don't know if we can talk about this on air, but we'll do it anyway. <laughs> um, <laughs> I was, I was. <laughs> literally, I
2: was like, <laughs> say, we're on the air. <laughs> oh, yeah.
3: I uh, was talking with, I mean, it's not a big deal. I was talking to the uh, uh, Oklahoma coaches today, this morning. Yeah. And uh, I was like, "Yeah, walk on." I, I said, "Yeah, I think walk ons is coming on all that stuff." And he's like, "Dude, we got to talk to somebody. We have they love walk ons, and now they a lot of people have displaced around where a walk ons was located, and now they're in Norman, Oklahoma. Yeah, like there's a new staff, and it's like, hey, we gotta. Is there any way we can talk to to get a, a walk ons built out here in Norman? <laughs> they're, they're all like they really want one real bad. I love walk ons. It's terrific. I love it too. Yeah, I do too.
2: Um, even if it's just to go in there and have a beer and watch a game for a minute.
3: It's I mean it's good for everything. Yeah." Great desserts, by the way. They do have really good desserts. Beignets. Yeah. I'm a big
2: beignet guy. They've got it's a guilty pleasure. Obviously I don't do this often, but they have phenomenal um fried cheese. The mozzarella. Yeah, dude. It's so good. Uh,
3: the burgers. A lot of
2: people don't do that well.
3: Yeah. I go I go the cheese sticks. I go uh I'll rotate my burgers around a little bit and then I'm going with the beignets when I go in there, and then I'm going to get they come to ask me for my drink order, and I say the largest class of draft beer that you have, please. I don't know who's a sponsor, or not so I won't tell you what brand. I what's your go to?
2: Uh, what's your go to draft?
3: All right, so I rotate. I'm a Bud. I rotate between Bud Light, Cooler's Light, and Miller Light. I just rotate around. I'll get tired of one, go to the next one.
2: If I taste tested you, Bond, would you
3: know which? Absolutely, one hundred percent. Not even, not even a question. I could probably smell them and tell you the difference.
2: Really? Yeah. I'm a Bell's two-hearted. All
3: right, I'm not
2: a. I don't do the. It's just an American pale ale. Bell's two-hearted, uh, fantastic. I cannot draft is amazing.
3: I cannot do the IPAs. I can't do. Have uh, you tried Guinness? Yes, I've tried, dude. I've tried. Oh, all. you don't like Guinness? I don't like anything but American. It's like I'm to check, check, check. I like uh, domestic. I like domestic, but I do I do mess around with key in the green bottle. Okay, and an occasional Corona. But like, if I'm drink, I don't buy Corona. If I'm drinking a Corona, it's the last thing left in the cooler at somebody else's house. Speaking of Corona, uh, oh, you're so smooth, Nick Rolovich. You've done this before. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Nick Rolovich was fired at Washington State last season, midway through the year for his refusal to take the COVID-19 vaccine. He has sued uh, Washington state for $25 million, uh, suing them for wrongful termination. Rolovich is a uh, Catholic. He sought a religious exemption. Uh, he was denied. He still refused the vaccine. He was fired. He was in year two of a five-year $16 million contract. I've had this conversation um
3: I'm just going to sit back here and eat popcorn.
2: I was speaking with a legal friend of mine cuz I needed to talk about something else and this came up briefly. And um he thought he thought that this case has a legitimate shot to eventually get all the way to the Supreme Court. And he thought Rolovich had a uh, better than a coin toss chance of winning. He should, dude. He, he, I'm, uh, with each passing news cycle the 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 argument for requiring an otherwise healthy football coach or anybody else for that matter you don't have to coach football you can you can work at a at you can work at a walk-ons as a cook whatever anywhere in between being terminated for refusing to get a vaccine that did not prevent, the acquisition or spread of said virus makes no sense. And that's not a that's not a hindsight thing. The argument that many people made was, I don't need the vaccine. I don't need it. I, why, why, why should I get vaccinated? I'm young or I'm healthy or I'm young and healthy or I've already had the virus. I have antibodies. I don't need the virus. I don't need the vaccine. And people say, oh, you need to get the vaccine for the greater good, greater good, greater good okay now you got the vaccine for the greater good you still get covid you still spread covid why did all these people get fired they shouldn't have been fired my opinion we should bring them all back with an apology pay them every bit of back money that they do hell we paid ukraine what 82 gazillion dollars pay these people we got money we're just printing it um give it to them and go and we're sorry and then god forbid if there's a if there's a vaccine issue that comes up later then we have a different set of problems. But right. Nick Rolovich should never have been fired. The only way he should have been fired is if you're firing him because you you're like hey dude, you're just not winning enough. So here's your buyout, you're fired. Cool, that happens all the time as you well know. It happens. <laughs> I've heard. It happens. And that's that's a decision that a school can make and I'm you can say, hey, they shouldn't have fired this coach. They should have given him more time, whatever. Look, he had a contract. There, there was a buyout in the contract. You gave him the buyout money. You said, hey, we're moving in another direction. Sucks. See ya. Fair enough. That's life. That's a contract. They're firing this guy for not getting a vaccine that he had a, had a religious, ex, uh, uh, he requested a religious exemption. He didn't, he, he, bottom line is he didn't want it. He didn't need it, and he didn't want it, and you determined as a university oh no, no, you you needed it, and it turns out that the vac and I think this is valid. It turns out that the vaccine didn't
1: work.
3: Yeah. So, um, what's the? i was just loving. I like when you get going. It's like kind of makes my day. Um, you you got my day back on track there. Thank you, Neil. I'm I'm here to serve. Yeah, it's been a rough day, but you've. You've accomplished, you did it. So I know it know has. Been. Full, full backstory. Um, I, I was uh, lucky enough to meet this guy um, and get to know him a little bit. So uh, Darren Hiller, I, you've never met him. Darren Hiller, um, I coached with at Northwestern State. Coached with him in Arkansas State. Probably for about ten years of my career. With was with him. Uh, really took me under his wing early in my career and taught me. So we're real good friends. He's now the offensive line coach at Indiana think he's the best offensive line coach in college football. Okay. So when we left Arkansas State to come here, um, the guy that was getting the head coaching job here had to make some concessions to get the job. And so some people came as coaches and some people went other places. Okay. So Darren Hiller uh, went to – I see you smiling over there. I'm trying to get – your. you can't make me smile like that. All right. So Hiller gets the job. He gets the – with – Alt, who is the, the pistol guy that invented the pistol formation with Colin Kaepernick and all those, he was out at Nova, he goes to Nevada where Nick Rolovich was the offense coordinator. So they worked together. And so when we go to conventions or I go hang out with him, whatever, Rolo, we call him Rolo. I'm going to say that a couple of times. So if sure. I say Rolo, that's him. I get to meet Rolo. He is the all-time fun guy to hang out with. I'm talking about the guy's never in a bad mood. He's the nicest person you've ever met. Well, he was the guy that when he got the Washington
2: State job, he went to <sighs> Seattle and like where there were was some Washington State fans at the bar, and he hung out with them, had beers, and, and paid their their tab. Yes. I mean, he was trying to like build the fan base and yes. get people excited about. it. First
3: him. night I met him, he picked up uh, my bar tab. I yeah. mean, just the night uh, and didn't didn't know me. Yeah, and so it became a thing to where you know you get to go see your buddies at the convention, and so me and Hiller we. May or may not, I'm sorry, Mom, turn off the podcast if you get to this point. Um, <laughs> we would always go, a, we always go a day early to the, to the convention, and we blow it out the first night. Right. Well, Rolo always was with us, starting about 10 years ago. And it's, that's really when I get to see him. Um, uh, Corey Batoon, who I think you know. I know Corey. Corey, Corey uh-huh. worked with him yeah. in Hawaii. Um, he was the head coach of Hawaii, did a great job, won there, and now went to Washington State, uh, Rolo did. Right. Great, awesome.
2: Corey's with uh, Kane now at Corey's South Alabama. Corey's with Kane in South Alabama. Mm-hmm.
3: And so when, yeah, so when he goes to Washington State, Corey came to work for Kane. All right, <clears throat> so, but just getting to know the guy, just a great human being, I mean, and then when all this stuff starts happening last October, I'm like, can't believe my eyes. Um, And I guess where I think they're going to win it, and I haven't talked to him since, so I'm not going to put any words in anybody's mouth. But I will tell you this. And I know this for a fact, and I'll say it because I'm not media. You may have to back your stuff up if you say something like this. I don't. Um, There are some coaches out there that are at schools that supposedly there was this big push for everybody to have vaccinations and things. Yeah. And there were coaches in the southeast that were told they had to have vaccinations or they were going to get let go, and they flipped them the bird. Okay? But because of whatever, they didn't get terminated. just
2: kind of turned into – Blind eye to yeah, it. Yeah, just turn a
3: blind eye to yeah. it. So um, I just think it, I don't care. And look, I, I don't want and I want to make this clear, too, in my opinion. I'm not this isn't about vaccination. This isn't about COVID or anything else. I don't care if it was COVID. I don't care if it was an abortion. I don't care what it was. In order for you to keep your job, you should not be forced to do something with your own body. Period. It's, it's it's your choice. I'm I'm with you. Okay. Whatever it is. If somebody said, "Hey, you got to get a tattoo to work here," if you don't want a freaking tattoo, you shouldn't be terminated because of that. I'm with you. And 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 it's not about just and, and I don't want everybody to think I'm I'm not hung up on, you know, because it was the vaccine or because it was this or because no, it, it's about you force somebody to, to make a health choice, because, so they could stay employed there. I think that's bullshit. Well, I'm with
2: you a hundred percent, especially when history begins to show that that it
3: had no impact on anything. But even if it did, let's say it was the greatest vaccination that ever lived, and everybody that got the vaccination uh lived forever. Okay? <laughs> okay. It doesn't matter. If they don't want to get it done, right. all right, they shouldn't be forced to do it to stay employed. Like I have a business now. All right. I have a bunch of employees. Sure. There's not a a part of me that could go say, "Hey, you're not working here," unless you unless you get the, you know, I had some employees that wanted to get the vaccine. Sure, I had some that didn't. They came to me and I asked, like, because this was really hot button topic in our country, you know, whatever, almost seven, eight nine months ago. Well,
2: just one year ago, when the whole Omicron <laughs> thing came out, it, it it became this just it bubbled up again, and
3: yeah, and and. And this is not. I don't want. I'm not being. I don't want to make this a political thing. I don't want. This is about when they came to me. Hey, do you want? It's like, hey, coach. Um, I don't know why they still call me coach, but they do. Hey, coach. You know, I'm going to get the sh- uh, shot today. Is that okay? Go, man. You you do. And I, I met with them and I told them, I said, Hey, look. That's you. You do what you feel like you need to. You don't worry about me. Yeah, this isn't about our company or anything else. If you want to get it, go get it. And and, and when they got it, some of them didn't feel okay. Go home, man. Take care of yourself. Of course. You know whatever it is. Sure. This isn't like oh you got the vaccine, you you know you're not coming to work. No. And if they didn't get it, fine. I didn't care. There's a question in the
2: thread that's a really good question.
3: I'm trying to follow on. I'm gonna struggle.
2: Is around. Rolovich? Is he outspoken in his political views? No. Okay.
3: He matter of fact, so Rolo is like you wouldn't even know. Like to be honest with you, the Rolo that I know. I would have, I mean, he's like, he's just a good old boy. Like, it's almost shocking. You meet the guy, you're like, this is the guy that's the head coach at Washington State. I mean, like, he's just an everyday person. He is, he's the common man. And he's just so nice. Family's great. I mean, like, everything about the guy is super nice. He's not a stand on, I mean, and he's, all the players love him, all that stuff. And then, lost in this, and I know this is a big lawsuit, lost in this, there were other coaches that got fired at the same time. There were position coaches um, that also got fired, yeah okay, so he wasn 't the only one um There were several members of that staff that uh were let go the same day because of their you know religious um, you know issues with that.
2: This is one of those hot button topics it's it 's and you see the two sides are dug in, and the people that are pro vaccine they're they it doesn 't matter how much evidence comes out it they don 't care and, and and it's your prerogative, people like me. I've said this, this has been a a year ago when the whole Omicron thing happened and the media went nuts and all that stuff and it got it to, hey, you're not going to be able to go to a game. Like You're not going to be able to, and sure enough, and it, ironically, we basically got cut off from it anyway, but to cover the sugar bowl, you had to be vaccinated. I knew it was going to require that. It pissed me off, but I knew it. Where I'm angry at myself, and I've talked about that, we're, we're going to move on. I'm angry at myself. I let, I, when my girls were like, hey, this has become a thing. You could tell there's peer pressure. and Can't go to a concert without it. It's, this looks like it's going to be this way. And which one should we get? I, every fiber in me wanted to go, you're not getting a vaccine. You don't need it. You've both had COVID. You're young. You're healthy. There are no young, healthy people dropping dead from, from COVID. You're not getting it. You don't have a responsibility to the, Nursing homes in in, in nearby Fayetteville, you just don't. don't, You're not responsible for that. I didn't. I I, I feel like I failed them, and I'm. I'm. And you know this. You know me pretty well. There aren't many things in. I'm. I'm not a no person. I I very rarely say no to the kids, and that's intentional, right? Hey, can we go to so and so's house? Yeah. Can we go to this place? Yeah. When the girls, just the when Campbell (laughs) when Campbell was a freshman, hey, can I can I Go with my friends to Dallas for the A&M game? No. <laughs> yeah. And, I mean, I'm like, oh, you know, please, dear God, be safe yeah. and all that. But, yeah, you can. Like last year, hey, Dad, can I can I go with some of my friends to the LSU game in Baton Rouge? Yeah. So, when I do say no, they might not like
3: it, but they never fight. And it was one of those opportunities. It was an
2: opportunity for me to go, "Hey, you're just not doing this."
3: You made me learn something as a parent today because I was about to ask you this question. Because you, you're so your youngest is the same age as my oldest. Right. All right. So I was about to ask you, do you struggle as a parent? Do you struggle uh, when they get of age and telling them to do things? Yeah. Because they're. I mean, you're older. Your older two are adults. Yeah. Young adults. Yeah. Um. Yeah, but because I figured I got two years left with this other one, and I'm I'm I, th- I think I need more time. You know,
2: yeah, well, you'll always think they're not ready, and then they go off and they're ready, and you realize that hey, you know what, did better than we thought, went better than I thought. Um, you know, because when Campbell went off to college, I thought she's going to be calling home every day, needing stuff. She's going to it's going to be real needy, and it wasn't. She thrived. She did. She did great. And no, nah, your your, your son'll do the same way. I mean. But like with Carson, for example, you know, like if he says, hey, I want to go to such and such, who else is going to be there? We ask those questions. But the answers almost always yes. And that way when I say, no, I don't want you going there,
3: I think something clicks in the back of his mind that goes, it's hey, probably a good reason. I learned something today. So I'm going to be- I'll try to become a little bit more of a yes guy because I'm not. I'm terrible.
2: It strengthens the No and I had an opportunity to issue a strong no and I didn't and I, always, I I I pray that nothing happens but and when I say that I mean with with girls it's about fertility it's yeah, what I worry right. about it's what scares the hell out of me um you know cuz one day who knows one day they they might decide they want children and if they do uh, hopefully that they can right have that that would it's not about me you know for me I was I viewed it like with me I was like I'm 51 I don't need it but I probably have it have to have it to go to work and I'm not worried about fertility anymore for damn sure. Right. You know, so, so, you know, that was, that was my thing. But
3: anyway, I I waited, I mean, I don't mind telling, I don't care. Some people like, Oh, you're not supposed to talk. I don't give a shit. Um, I told, I I didn't, I was kind of the same way. Um, I wanted to go to some games. I had buddies of mine that were becoming head coaches. So I wanted to go to games and, and, um, I won't say the university, but there was a, I was going to go and be on the sideline and go with the staff and all that stuff with a team. And, and, um, the university required. It was back at the in August, about a year ago. Yeah. And um they were like, Hey, you know, you gotta be vaccinated to access these areas, you know, are you vaccinated? Yeah. So I knew I had to get vaccinated. I'd I had I had made the choice not to up to that time. But then with my job I was like, I'm gonna have to go to universities, and that, but that was a big thing. A year ago, every university you had to have it.
2: And right? you kind of felt like at that point it was going to continue. for Yeah, another for me year. it was my job, yeah, sure. and
3: then 20 other people depending on me. To, sure. You know, so um, I did it, and um, I thought the first vaccination I got, I felt like I'd woken up, and you like took Nyquil too late or something. I was really groggy, mm-hmm. or like the whole day to get like nine in the morning. I was really groggy, but fine after that. But the second shot. Real talk, I thought I was going to die. I, and I'm not even joking. It's the, the worst I've ever felt, sickest I've ever been in my life. Um, I uh, and this is, I, We can laugh about this now. It wasn't very funny at the time. My uh, Fitbit, I'm a Fitbit guy. I've recently gone to Apple Watch. Uh, not a sponsor, but you can be. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Um, um, any chance
2: of Apple yeah. sponsoring us has disappeared on yeah. this show. Yes. <laughs> yeah. we, yeah. we just lost it in episode yes. number nine. Yeah. That
3: was the one where Apple said, "Nope, nope. Hey uh Neil, I got a call with uh, Tim Cook today. Uh, delete episode nine, please. <laughs> um but uh no, all kidding aside, so when I uh my fever went up to one oh four three on my Fitbit. Oh my gosh. And I was I wake up and I'm shaking. I mean I'm convulsing. And I can't stop. And so I get up and go to the couch and I was like, I don't, cause my wife is a super light sleeper. And I was like, ah, I just, you know, so I'm, I'm out there on the couch in my underwear laying on the couch. I mean, just sweating and shaking. Sure. And I'm like, this is it. I remember like I had to self talk. I've had this. That was the second time in my life that I've had the self talk where I was like, this is it. This is how I'm going out. Like I thought that's the second time I thought I was dying in my life. And I was like, this is it. I'm going out. And the one thing is good. <laughs> you can laugh about it now. I couldn't laugh then, but I was serious. I was like, I was so pissed that the last image my kids were going to have of me was me, sitting, my fat ass laying on the couch. <laughs> and my, <laughs> I said the F word. I called myself, me and you talking, forget it off camera sit laying on the couch in my underwear. That was gonna be my last you know, my son knocks. he's like, Yeah, I remember my dad, you know, and the thing he's going he's gonna remember is me dead on the couch <laughs> in my underwear. And I, so I was like and I was dead serious though. Yeah. That was that was yeah. going through my mind. Like that went over and over my mind. And uh, you know, finally it, it came down or whatever. But but yeah, they uh and then <laughs> when I actually got COVID, hell I didn't even know I had it. Yeah,
2: I've had it twice. So the first time was nothing. And the second time was, second time was actually more nothing. Second time I had, felt bad for half a day.
3: I'll never know if I have it again because I'm not tested. No, it, no, ever again. Well, I've never tested. I got tested by accident, so because one of my kids was sick. Hell, they were fine, but um, you don't hear a, you don't hear a funny COVID story. Sure. So my kids come home sick. Um, this is right after the. the AFCA convention when I saw Rolo, by the way, yeah. <laughs> it's like full, come full circle. Yeah. All right. So, but I actually know who gave me COVID. Is that, we'll get in trouble if I say who gives me COVID. Cause it's a joke between our two. I won't say who it is. There's a coach at Texas A&M gig them, go chase. I know Chase is going to love this. <laughs> All right. Gig them, go chase. There's a coach at Texas A&M that called me and told me, he's like, Hey man, I just let you know I tested positive and I was with him for like five or six hours one day. And so I was like, uh, ah, yeah, I was fine. It was good. Well, my kids. That was like on a. He calls me like on Wednesday. I'm already back, so yeah. Friday my kids come home sick, and my, and you know my wife tests them or whatever. Like the kids, they're all fine, and I said, hey, I said, uh, so I kind of got to thinking about things. I was like, man, I didn't really t- I not tasted anything or <laughs> smelt anything today. Then I'm starting to think. I was like, let me test me and see if I'm fine, dude. I pop. Okay, yeah. so I can't taste or smell anything, and so my wife. Um, I won't say what she does for a living. I'll probably get in trouble around here. But my wife is a medical professional. Can she I say is. that? Yes. Okay. She, my wife is a medical professional. Smoke, <laughs> smoking hot medical professional. I better throw that in there. Um, she's appreciative at this she's, point. Yeah, yeah, she's appreciative. I had to throw that in there. He's like, smoking hot? Like yeah, sure. Right. Brownie points. Um, so she said, hey, let's do a, she thinks it's funny that I can't taste or smell anything. So she's like, I don't believe you. Let's do a taste test. So I put on one of those eye mask things. First thing, she says, open up. She gives me a spoonful, and I'm like, I don't know. I mean, a spoonful now, and I'm like, I don't know what it is, Uh but it's something spicy. What is it? She goes, I thought you couldn't taste. How do you know it's spicy? I said, I don't know because it feels like my roof of my mouth, somebody has lit a match. (laughs) Like my gums in the roof of my mouth were literally like heat. What was it, cayenne? She gave me a spoonful of cayenne pepper, (laughs) and I was like, I, I said, what the uh, what are you doing? Yeah. Trying to, she's trying to kill me and collect on that life insurance. Yeah. That's what she's trying to do. Yeah. You're Just, worth more dead. I am worth uh, getting close. But yeah. <laughs> I was at that point in time. I was definitely worth more dead than I was alive. Um, Deshaun Watson,
2: you said about 11, 11 games. It's a settlement. I think I see where they met in the middle. I'm going to let
3: you be the political guy. I'm going non-political when you get done.
2: Well... His the, his the 12th game, the game that he'll be eligible to play for the first time, is at Houston where he played with the Texans before. And it looks like, oh, look at that. How convenient. And I want to go there because I like the conspiracy theory. And it could very well be the case. But if you do math, he initially had a five-game suspension. It's a 17-game schedule. It's a 12-game gap. If you meet in the middle, that's six games. Five plus six is... Hold on, I went to ULM.
3: 11. If you're so, from Louisiana, you can't count. I'm from Alabama, we can't count. We're in trouble. Yeah, so it's 11 games. All right, so you know what that was? That was the right there. What yeah. you just said was they were in the NFL office like, what can we tell these fucking people so they will believe that it was – it was just, but you know 11 what? Eleven games.
2: But you know what? I actually, the more I think about it, I actually believe the NFL really wanted a one-year suspension.
3: I, 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 there is zero chance you can't convince me that the twelfth game of that suspension is. Cleveland at Houston. There's not one person. I know how the NFL works. It's about money. That's the only thing they care about. It's the most money-driven, beautifully driven, by the way, sure. Machine in the history of mankind. Oh, it's the undisputed king. And you can't tell me that somebody goes, Hey, I got an idea. Hey, look, hey, Roger, look, you go in there and look. Here's what we're gonna do. This is what this is what they did. They took your story, what you just said. You go tell them this. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> because week twelve, that's what we can tell the media. And then week twelve, we got Cleveland. At Houston. Now look, hey Roger, listen. But by nobody then, was going to watch that game. But guess right. what? It's going to be Monday Night Football. It's going to be the Sunday Night game. It's going to be the game that week, and it's the worst game on the schedule on paper. And but man, we got Deshaun Watson coming back. We is it the sell. worst? Is it the worst game on paper that week? I don't know. It's got to okay. be close though, huh? Yeah, it's it's bad. I mean, if you're I, <laughs> that's not what you're putting on primetime. No, and
2: I, I guess my argument is by then. That could be 3-7 and seven Houston versus 2-8 and eight Cleveland, and I don't know even then. Yeah, Watson gets you better ratings than he was going to get you, but I
3: don't – It's Sunday night football. See, I don't know. At Not, worst, it's Sunday night football. But what if you have
2: Green Bay and the Rams that night or
3: something? Or you have you – It's have, the 3 o'clock window, 3.30 game of the week, or Monday night football. I'm telling you – Maybe you're right. And let me tell you what, And it, you know, the trial balloon, they're going to float this out there, and if enough people get pissed about it, they'll stick that thing on Thursday night just to say, oh, you're right, we usually put the crappy game on Thursday night. They're still going to get primetime ratings. Yeah. It will be a nationally televised game. It will, not be, it will not be just regional coverage. Agree with that? Probably. Like, I have a feeling I'm, I'm not going to turn on and be watching the Saints or the Titans that weekend. I'm going to be watching Cleveland and, and the Texans. At some point in time. Yeah, could be. You could be right. I, and I may be wrong. We've got 13
2: so, weeks to go, but for some reason, I'm inclined to give him the slight benefit of the doubt here. Because look, it's, the pushback on this guy playing at all, ever, is significant. Him missing a year was what most people thought that would be fair. Him playing this year, frankly, it, it is, it's going to bring the whole conversation back. It's going to be some negative stuff. It, it just
3: but it's the NFL. They'll fight through it. I mean, they they've had worse. Well, they, they,
2: they fight through anything. Yeah, the, it's, it's it's like a it's a impenetra- Teflon. It's impenetrable.
3: They make Donald Trump look weak, like Teflon.
2: They, they they are
3: like literally. Have there ever been any two entities on this planet that's more Teflon than Donald Trump and and the NFL? The NFL's more more. I mean, it's probably the NFL. Yeah, not even close. I mean, this dude just—this dude man. just keeps on kicking, man. I mean, hes, he's just. Yeah. <laughs> I, mean, but, yeah. I was like, dude, they're—they're they're great. Yeah, no, they the just—they
2: N- made that. The NFL is—it's a—it's a marketing machine. Marketing machine. I mean, their uniforms look amazing. Everything—everything everything that they do is—is is, um, favorite NFL uniform. Ooh. Okay, I've got a few.
3: No, you got to pick one, and it can't be the Bengals.
2: <sighs> no, it's not the Bengals. I do like the Bengals all-white look. I'm, um, hey, look
3: I'm gonna, hang on just a second. I'm going to write mine down so I, okay. nobody thinks. All right, mine's <sighs> written down in case you say it. I got
2: three. and then I'm, I'll narrow it to one. I'll tell you the three that are on my mind because two of them were on the TV at the same time last week in an exhibition game. Buffalo's home. Okay. The blue on white. Okay. The Colts road, white on white. Love it. Yeah, and my other, the Raiders, the Raiders um, home, the black on silver.
3: Yeah, I like Raiders home in a way, man. I like. Well, home. I was
2: actually debating which yeah. which Raiders uniform I like the most. I think my favorite is Colts white. I'm not sure. I watched the other day and I kept going back and forth in my mind. It's really close. I like I like the Bills um, home uniform quite a bit,
3: dude. Yeah. I'm a um Colts white all time. It's my my favorite. I don't know why. It's real weird. I like simple. Sure. Okay. I like the Colts white but also like in college like I love Penn State's white. Yeah. You know, I love that white on white on white. I love Auburn's white. I'm partial. That was my favorite, but I did not want to say that.
2: You know what? I do. I'll yeah. say it. Like it's funny. I really like Auburn's road uniform. And I'm not as crazy about the home, like the 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 blue on the white's fine with the white helmet, but it doesn't it doesn't do for me what the what the um, the road uniform does. The road uniform when they wear the white and white and white, I'm like, man, it's such a it's always I'm always struck by how much I
3: like that look. Can I can I get some brownie points here? I need some brownie points. Sure. All right. So I loved the Ole Miss um, gray, white, and uh, baby blue helmets. Yeah, one of my favorites. And then, um, I'm going to be in that minority here, but I loved it. Um, is the, and I was one of the fighters to try to get it done. We played Vanderbilt a couple of years ago at home, and it was the Chucky Mullins game, and it was against Vanderbilt and all that stuff. Yeah. The baby blue helmet with the navy jersey and the gray pants, a lot of people hated it. I
2: liked it. One of my favorites. From a traditional throwback, yeah. Yeah, I yeah. loved it. I don't yeah.
3: know. I love the, uh, I love – and because so, I saw somebody say the Panthers, it made me think. I love the baby blue, navy blue on top of each other, like North Carolina. <laughs> yeah. I mean, North Carolina can have fun with some uniforms. Um, but I know we're talking about NFL. that got us going on that. But, yeah, I would say I like – I'm simple.
2: LSU's all white. Yeah, that's – it's – yeah.
3: <laughs> he said our saying. Yeah. Makes things, we, makes things move. Yeah, that's our new slogan. McCready and Siski making things move.
2: <laughs> LSU's all white <laughs> is fantastic. I mean – it is fantastic.
3: Yeah, no, it's good. It's white helmet like the what do they call those things? The Nike they had it's like, a, it's like, like a
2: color rush or yeah, but they
3: had a name for those things. Combat Nike Combat. They had like a thing when that came out. Yeah, I can't remember when what it was LSU
2: called. wears the white pant with the white top. It's it's really really good.
3: Hey, the, <laughs> this was totally not on my mind. It literally just flashed in there. Um, so one of the beautiful things about working at Ole Miss. Okay, <laughs> one of the most beautiful things was when I got here the first time I mean people would just call the office and we had people that would answer the phone and like send you phone calls like Joe Random Fan would call somebody and, and I'm my office phone which I never used would pick up and it'd be just some, some <laughs> Joe Random Fan bitching about something right <laughs> and I'm like so I go out this is the first time I'm here with Freeze Yeah. so I go out there and I'm like hey I was like you got," said. "You got to deal with these people." I said, "You can't send this to coaches." Yeah. So are you kidding me? So apparently it stopped. Didn't have another problem the whole time I was here. Yeah. All right. I come back. Okay. So <laughs> I've been gone for however many years. Right. Like five years, six years. Yeah. I come back, and I go, and um, you know, good. You know, we're like we're moving offices and all this stuff. So everything's gone. So we go and play. My very first game back, we play Texas Tech in, in Houston. Houston. Yeah. Okay. We yeah. wear uh, these all white uniforms. Okay. So uh, Steve Ruzik, who is now uh, the general manager, I guess is his title at Auburn. He runs recruiting at Auburn now. Yeah. Yeah. So he worked for me because he was with you. He yeah. was with me here. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so he was kind of like uh, he's kind of like my one of my guys, and he pissed me off one day. And Weldon's gonna laugh if Weldon's. I saw Weldon's name in here. If he's still in here, he's gonna laugh because Weldon ended up getting this job. We had one phone, one phone in that <laughs> whole office, and it, and whoever pissed me off, that was their office. Okay, so Steve had done something to piss me off. So I said, "Fine, you want an office?" He kept. That's what it was. He kept was like, "When do I get an office? When do I get an office? When do I get, an office? Do I get an office?" I said, "Well, when you progress up the hill." So he gets he gets the office the Monday after the. <laughs> game this phone rings and somebody had sent it up and some intern or when some new person sends it up yeah and steve comes in there he's you know he's young he's like coach there's some guy that's really upset on the phone and I was like what is he upset about he's like he's really upset about the uniforms, the uniforms. <laughs> now look i'm trying to get i'm trying to like evaluate recruits or maybe at that point in time i'm watching film of whoever we're playing <laughs> or whatever yeah and i'm like what he's like this guy's like he wants to talk to you he's very upset I get on the phone, and it's like some 97-year-old dude on the phone, and he's like, hey, I just want to let you know, (laughs) this university's been around, and like I literally heard these words. Johnny Vault, roll over in his grave. If he heard you, saw what y'all wore out there on Saturday. I'm never watching another Ole Miss game.
2: Until next week.
3: (laughs) And so I'm sitting here, he's just going off. He's just going off. And I'm sitting here going like, I'm looking like, what are we doing? And so I was like, and and so I would try to talk, and he just kept kept going. And so finally I said, sir, hey, I appreciate you calling. I appreciate your concern. I'll make sure the right people know. And he was like, hotty toddy. Talk to you later, and that was it. Like (laughs) those calls came up all the time. Needed to get it, but fans were. We had there was some obviously some pissed off people about the all white, and I'm like, guys, it's just a freaking uniform, man. Just a uniform. I'm I'm
2: a hey, whatever whatever helps you recruit and whatever the kids want to play in. If the kids, if 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 a particular uniform makes the kids feel better, let's play in that one.
3: But they don't. I mean, like it's it's. But I mean. But I did. I, I thought the all-white was okay. I wasn't as – I didn't – I wasn't a – it's very simple, very similar to the Colts look. It was – I just didn't – it didn't have the same – The only like thing off. I don't
2: like about old Mrs. uh white – I don't like the white pant. It's too – it needs a stripe on the side. It, it, did ours have
3: a stripe on the side? Um, Lane may have changed that. I don't – I don't remember. I don't remember either. I'm, Seems like yours. I guarantee you there's somebody on this chat Oh that yeah. Knows. I, I don't. I don't know. Um, I don't remember. I just speaking of uh, last thing. Yep. Um, uh,
2: from your time here, one of the players that played here when you were here, Luke Knox, uh, passed away. I guess late yesterday. Um, I know it's been a difficult day for you. Yeah. In that regards, a lot of Ole Miss people. Uh, the younger brother of former Ole Miss tight end Dawson Knox, who's now with the Bills, uh, Sean McDermott, the Bills coach, opened his media availability today on a very somber note talking about Luke's passing. Uh I know it's been a difficult day for you. You've talked to Matt Luke and Ashley Luke and a lot of other people who were here when when uh Luke played. I know you have some thoughts.
3: Um yeah I've uh I've had about what about seven hours to figure out what I was gonna say. Um so I'll try to keep it together. If I don't I'll just we'll just end it. Um it's really hard
2: um, what? It's okay. You don't have to do this. You had told me that you might um, want to say something. So I was going to give I'm you an trying, opportunity. Dude. No, it's okay. No, it's okay. I, I think most people understand.
3: Um, it's sad.
2: It is. Um, so it's, it's horrible.
3: Yeah, I'm, I can't.
2: It's okay. Yeah. It's a 22 year old young man. And, um, he comes from a family. Not, it, look, if he came from the worst family in the world, people would still feel horrible. Um uh, Luke comes from an absolutely wonderful family. Uh, if you ever knew, got to meet Dawson, if you got to meet Luke, if you got to meet their parents, uh, you can just imagine the incredible pain that people feel today losing uh, the young man. Forget the football. Forget what kind of football player he was. It just doesn't matter. He he was a kid who was probably best known at Ole Miss for uh, his attitude and his work ethic and his uh, effort. Because he wasn't the most physically gifted guy out there. And yet he played as hard as he could, gave everything he could want, was a great teammate, and coaches loved him, and kids loved him. And there's a lot of heavy hearts in Oxford and uh, at FIU today. So our I thoughts hurt. on – I
3: just hurt for the family, man. Yeah, yeah.
2: I mean, I've got a 21-year-old I can cannot imagine. Just can't think about it, don't want to think about it. Um our thoughts are with uh with, with Luke and, and uh his family and um all of his former coaches at Ole Miss, his current coaches at FIU, his former teammates at Brentwood and at Ole Miss and uh his teammates at FIU as well. Um there are no words. We will be back on uh on Monday with another edition of McCrady and Siski. Again, our thanks to uh the people at rain total body fuel three hundred milligrams of natural caffeine b c a a s electrolytes zero sugar it's got what you need to push the limits achieve your goals uh appreciate everybody who's gone out and uh and bought rain and hope you love it I, hell I've become quite the fan i've finished finished my my can here um we'll be back on uh, on monday Tyler's actually gonna join us by phone tonight we're gonna talk about the old miss scrimmage on uh, hand raised guys this evening. And, um, yeah, so it's a somber end, but, you know, it happened and wanted to touch it. And um, thanks to you for touching on as well. So for Tyler Siski, I'm Neil McCready. Thanks for being with us. We'll be back with you again on Monday. Until then, enjoy your weekend. Take care.